Back in the 80s, I thought I could conquer the world. Hello. Swatch. What? DLT. Basic. You're a neo maxi zoom dweeby. Nobody appreciates your sense of humor, you know. Pontiac Fiero. He slimed me. Now, only $8.99 at Shakey's. I want my MTV. Bueller. And what's it gonna do? Identity has popped me to you. But it's only authentic if it says members only right here. Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s, the best that we remember it. This week we have a very special edition of the Living in the 80s podcast. This week is our special Valentine's Day edition. Yes, we are going to go through, as promised, the creation of the perfect Valentine's Day mixtape. There's a lot that goes into making the perfect Valentine's Day mixtape. You have to have the right songs to capture the right mood. And that's exactly what we're going to accomplish here today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the special Valentine's edition of Living in the 80s. But first, we're going to pause for a brief time out and word from our sponsors. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Tuned In Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us, and of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. You know, I try to do my best nighttime DJ impression, but I don't really think I could keep that up for the entire podcast. So you're going to get just just me. But uh, if you've been following along on the Living in the 80s Facebook page this week, I have been talking about uh, this episode of putting together a mixtape, uh, a Valentine's, a special love mixtape, you know, for... Uh, spending some quality time with your significant other. And hopefully uh, we can go away with something here that, that that will work for you. So if you're a regular listener of the podcast, if you go back about a year and a half ago to episode 37, I talked about some do's and don'ts of making the perfect mixtape. Now, basically it's just Rob and his bullcrap. That's all that is. Um, you, there are no real formulas to making a mixtape. But I know personally, whenever I'm making one, a lot goes into which songs to put in, where they should go, what kind of theme that you want throughout. And for today's mixtape, we are going to primarily stick with love songs, but of a slower melody and 
we're not going to try to stray too far from that. Now, you can make mixtapes of love songs that aren't necessarily slow ballad type songs. Like you may want to make a uh, like a hair metal uh, mixtape or a country one or something that is up tempo but not necessarily uh, the romantic evening out. So if you're following along on the Facebook page this week, I put several songs out there that didn't quite make the cut for one reason or another. Like, it, it could be because they're just a little too hard or too loud, or it's not the right tempo we're looking for. So we had to, to put some of those out. Like, one of my favorite songs I put on there this past week was What I Like About You by The Romantics. Great song. Very, uh, very boy meets girl just really enamored with her kind of a loud song not something you would put alongside uh, some of the songs that are on here so for obvious reasons it did not make the cut but you very well could make a a tape with that kind of music on there that that's totally up to you here are some of the quote-unquote rules of making a great mixtape first of all you need to know your audience if your lady does not like heavy metal don't put it on there if she doesn't like hearing a lot of new music maybe don't put it on there maybe she doesn't like punk don't put punk on your love mixtape for one that'd be kind of dumb but hey you do you right so that's one thing that you again knowing that special someone and what they like Uh, Second, do not duplicate artists. This is a universal rule in making a mixtape. Unless you're doing something like making a tape of this artist's songs, like a greatest hits type thing, stay away from it. You don't want to duplicate an artist three or four times. Like You can make an entire tape probably of Journey love songs, but you really shouldn't do it on a mixtape. Don't put two or three Journey songs on here because it'll it, it'll sound unbalanced. No songs by Cher, Barbara Streisand, Barry Manilow, or 80s Elton John. Now, 70s Elton John would be okay if you're making a 70s tape, but 80s Elton John was not good. Don't put him on your mixtape. You'll ruin your credibility. The last thing that you want is to put your name on something and give it to that special someone and it's out there forever. You break up. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna paint a picture for you here. You're dating a girl, you make her a mixtape, you guys break up. She keeps the tape. She plays it for her friends, and you've got a share song on there or an air supply song. And she's going to make fun of you to her friends. And then, one day, you're walking down the street. You pass her and her friend. She gives you a polite nod and a smile. You go your separate ways. Then, she elbows her friend and goes, Hey, you remember the mixtape with the Air Supply song? That's the guy. And then they laugh about you as you walk away. And then, lo and behold... You've got toilet paper hanging out of your back of your pants. And the girl sees you. Now your toilet paper hanging out of the pants. Crappy mixtape guy. Don't do it. 
Next, you may not want to be too obscure. Now, maybe your girl likes that, but maybe she doesn't. So don't be too obscure. It's okay to throw a song or two in there she's not familiar with, as long as it kind of fits along with the melody and the theme of the tape, if that makes sense. So let's make sure that um, we're very cognizant of that. You may dig a lot of stuff that that uh, that would be falling in, in more of the obscure side, but you want to be careful. Um, unless she's into that same kind of thing, stay away from it. Next, Remember, this is someone else's art you're using to tell a story. So this is almost like a love letter, so to speak. You're writing to another person. So you've got to be careful not to put dumb songs on there. Like, a couple years ago, we did a podcast voted on by our people at our Facebook page on our top love songs of the 80s. And some of the songs on there really aren't love songs at all. Careless Whisper is about cheating. Keep on Loving You, also about cheating. Every Breath You Take, it's about a stalker. So you want to be very careful that the lyrics actually are love songs, not songs that sound good and maybe flow good with the rest of the melody. But you want to make sure you're not doing something like that. Okay? So that's it for all of my personal rules and guidelines to making a mixtape. Along the way, I may remember something else and I'll bring it up. But uh, whenever I'm making a, a mixtape, and by the way, I don't know if you would call me an expert at this or not, but I have made several mixtapes for people throughout the years. Uh, I used to have friends that would ask me, hey, could you make a mixtape or later on a mix CD for someone? Because you've got this huge library of music and you kind of know what I'm looking for. Okay, so I would do that. I enjoyed doing that kind of thing. And uh, when I met my wife, uh, our first Valentine's Day together, I made her a mix cd now this is 2009 you know people weren't really doing playlists on apple music or spotify or whatever but uh i was still making cds little did i know it would become the expectation which kind of it's a little bit of a struggle doing this every single year so from night i'm sorry from 2009 until this year i have put together a unique mix CD for her every year. Yes, I still have to physically burn a CD and give it to her, along with unique album artwork every year, but it's also on a playlist. So this year, 2022, I am giving her the 14th mix CD. So without further ado, let's get on with the mixtape, shall we? So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go through this list I have made and uh, create this mixtape before your very ears. And one thing that to keep in mind is uh, I'm going to play you samples of each of these songs. Now, the reason they're only samples is because there's all kinds of copyright laws and stuff that I may or may not be bending a bit by playing music on the podcast, but I really don't want to to tempt whoever might be policing this. So uh, I'm always sure to 
give the introduction, the song title, and a little history or background about each song. Now, if you want to hear the entire podcast with the full songs, you can check it out on Roundtown Radio and Star 107.9, which broadcasts our podcast weekly. So check it out there. But uh, for all intents and purposes, here is our playlist. Now, one thing I do when I'm making mixtapes is I will have little things I drop throughout the tapes, like little, like this song should be here because. So this first song is a very appropriate beginning of the tape song. It's called Yes, I'm Ready by Terry Desario and KC. This song came out in 1980 and it peaked at number one where it held for two weeks and it was number 24 at the year-end billboard charts in 1980. Now this song was originally done by Barbara Mason in 1965 who brought it to number two but this version is I feel better than the original and when this song was released I was 13 years old and in the eighth grade going to the skating rinks a lot and this was the perfect Moonlight Skate song. So you know the Moonlight Skate. It's the slow songs they play. They dim the lights. The disco ball's on. You're all sweaty palm trying to work up the nerve to ask that special girl you've been eyeballing all night to skate around in circles with you for the next at least three and a half minutes. So (laughs) this is really a good tune. Always liked it. And this has probably been on more than one 80s mixtape that I have made. So this is Terry DeSerio and Casey. I don't even know how to hold your hand just to make you understand. But I'm ready to learn. Yes, I'm ready. Now, when it comes to the second song, you have to bring the the tape up a notch. So you're building up here at this point. And so to me, this is a great song. Madonna was just coming off of her success with the Like a Virgin tour, and she was wanting to get into movies. Well, this was her first motion picture appearance even though she didn't really have an acting role, she was really just singing in a bar, but it really helped her when she was moving on to her other more prominent acting roles. She wasn't much of an actress, but uh, with her star power, she was able to get quite a few acting gigs in the next few years. But this song appeared in the Vision Quest movie and soundtrack, which is one of the best sports movies ever. And uh, this song uh, went to number one in 1985, and it was the number nine song for the year. This is Madonna with Crazy For You.
Songs one and two start off pretty strong, but now it's song three. You want to put maybe your best song as the third song because it's very easy to just slip into humdrum average just every song just kind of blending together and none sticking out you want something that's gonna grab the listener and say you have to listen to this song and you're gonna want to hear what's after it so this song is a Brian Adams song, and there are several of his songs that could have been on here, but this one, to me, is his best love song. So very interesting story about this song in particular. Uh, when he was touring with Journey uh, on their escape tour in 1983, he was the opening act, and... Night after night, after his set was done, he would sit backstage and listen to Journey's set. And one big hit song they had at the time was Faithfully. And he thought that would be a a great song to like have a sequel to. So he wrote uh, this song as a response to that. And he did it with the band's permission. He went to Jonathan Cain and Steve Perry and said, Hey, I'm writing this song. Hopefully you guys don't think I'm ripping you off. But I just, I I would like to write this song. And of course they gave him their blessing. And they even loaned him Steve Smith to play drums. Uh, Steve Smith was the Journey drummer at the time. And so he recorded the song in 1983. And it appeared in the Night in Heaven soundtrack. Yep. I've never seen the movie either. And later it was it was on his Reckless album in 1984. Now, back in 1984, before the Reckless album was released, this song was leaked to radio stations and got an overwhelming response from the audience, from the listeners. And the A&M Records said, don't play the song anymore. We've got it planned for something later. So in 1985, it was finally released as a single, two years after it was recorded, and it went uh, all the way to number one. And uh, just a great song. Uh, Like I said to me, his best love song. This is Brian Adams with Heaven. So at this point of the tape, you have started off strong, you've escalated up to this big hit, now it's time to cool it off just a little bit. Now this next song is one that appeared on numerous mixtapes that I made uh, throughout the 80s, and it's maybe a little obscure to some of you, although... It went to number 21 in 1981, and back in the early days of MTV, this song was played quite a bit. 
This is a very unlikely hit from a typically harder rocking band that was formed in 1969 in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Here is April Wine with Just Between You and Me. Just between Now is the time of the tape where it's time to incorporate a little soul into the mix. And nobody better to usher in 80s soul like Smokey Robinson. The legendary Smokey Robinson. Smokey met Barry Gordy in 1957 shortly after a failed audition with a smaller record label called Brunswick Records. Barry Gordy was starting his own record label, which was called Tamla Records, later to be renamed Motown. And Smokey Robinson and the Miracles had numerous hits from 1959 up until 1972 when they released their last single as a group called Tears of a Clown. And Smokey was no dummy either. In 1957, he actually had enrolled in college and went for a couple months to be an electrical engineer. Well, after the Miracle's first single was released, he realized he would rather have a career in music, which he certainly did. And he even took over as vice president of Motown Records and held that position for several years, as well as writing tons of songs for Motown artists. So if you go through the entire Motown catalog, there are a lot of records that he wrote, produced, and sang background on. This song here is a solo hit that went to number two in 1980 and is a beautiful love song. So from 1980, here is Smokey Robinson with Being With You. So continuing with that smooth and soulful delivery, not to be outdone, this group here is the biggest selling duo of all time, and rightfully so in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Of course, I'm talking about Daryl Hall and John Oates. I once saw an interview on MTV where Daryl Hall said he felt this song was his best vocal performance he had ever done at that point. That is huge considering the extensive catalog of Hollow Notes music. It went to number five in 1982. Here is Hollow Notes with One on One. 
So if you are a regular listener of Living in the 80s, this next song may not come as too much of a surprise that I would put this on here. This is another one of those hidden gems. Even though the song went to number 11 in 1980, it's not really remembered so much these days. Steve Forbert, who is originally from Meridian, Mississippi, was a great musician. I'm, he's still with us. He is a great musician and was very critically acclaimed when he was signed and coming up in the mid-70s. And the Village Voice even called him the next Bob Dylan. He kind of shrugged that off and laughed it off. He had a sense of humor about himself and uh, never really looked much into it. But the fact that people really held him in that kind of esteem says a lot for the musician he was. He also has another claim to fame in 80s pop culture as he played Cindy Lauper's boyfriend in the Girls Just Want to Have Fun video. I'm not real sure why his career never really took off or had the stardom that he was predicted early on. But this one song to me is one of the best songs of the whole decade and should be remembered a lot more than it is. So it went to number 11 in 1980 and was number 60 on the year-end charts of 1980. This song was covered admirably by country star Keith Urban a few years ago. Here is Steve Forbert with Romeo's Tune. Meet me in the middle of the day, let me hear you say everything's okay. Come on out beneath the shining sun. Meet me in the middle of the night, let me hear you say everything's alright. Sneak on out beneath the stars and run. There are a couple songs on here that may be considered a little too mainstream, like songs you would hear very regularly, like on 80s radio stations today, and back then got a ton of airplay. But they're still great songs, and it's really hard to ignore them when you're putting together a tape like this. But particularly... During the time they were released, it would be very strong songs to put on this kind of a tape. This particular song is another song that is not typical of the band. This band was more of a new wave band, but they scored this song that appeared on the Top Gun soundtrack. It won the Oscar and Golden Globe for Song of the Year in 1986 and went to number one as well. Here is Berlin with Take My Breath Away. Here is another 
You may want to call it a hidden gem. You may not. It's a song I'm sure a lot of you have heard, even though the song never charted in the United States. It's from former Roxy Music lead singer Brian Ferry. It went to number 10 in England in 1985, and most of us in the U.S. heard it for the first time if we watched Live Aid. But the song itself, as far as us Americans are concerned, probably got the most attention when it appeared in the movie Nine and a Half Weeks. Here is Brian Ferry with Slave to Love. I have a confession to make. Earlier this week on the Living in the 80s Facebook page, I had done the songs of the day of songs that didn't quite make the mixtape. And there's one song on there that, after listening to it, I couldn't deny it. It is a great song. So in the 1980s, Sade was a... British band that was famous all over the world. In fact, they have sold 75 million albums worldwide and 23 million in the United States. In 1984, they released their album Diamond Life, which featured songs like Smooth Operator and Sweetest Taboo. Sade Adu is the lead singer for the band Sade. And the best way to describe the sound of this band, I am completely ripping off from Wikipedia. Their music features elements of soul, quiet storm, smooth jazz, and sophistipop. So, quiet storm apparently is baby-making music. And with its tempo and everything else on this mixtape today, I suppose these songs would kind of fall into that category. This song is their first single, and it went to number three in the UK and number 54 in the United States. This is Sade with Your Love is King. Here is another song that you may have heard us talk about a few times on Living in the 80s. This is from one of our favorite rock stars of the 80s, John Mellencamp, who then was known as John Cougar. In my opinion, this is one of the best songs of the decade, as this just brings me back to the 80s. It just reminds me of... Driving in my car, Friday nights in America. Best way I can describe it. 
It peaked at number 16 in 1981. This is John Cougar with Ain't Even Done With The Night. And we ain't even done with the podcast. See what I did there? That is the end of side A. We are going to take a brief time out and come back with side B. We've got plenty of big songs left to come. So stick around and we will be right back. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. And we are continuing our podcast with side B of our Valentine's Day 80s mixtape. One thing that is important in making a mixtape is side B. Almost as important as side A. Now, one thing to be very careful about is when you're making a mixtape, especially in in this case, it's a 90-minute tape, so you've got 45 minutes on one side and 45 minutes on the other. One thing you have to be careful of is the timing. You don't want a lot of dead space. So if you have a song that ends side A and you've got two minutes of dead space because a song won't fit there, it kind of screws everything up. So it's really important to have songs that will get your timing down as close as you can. So I was very intentional on side A of the tape to get it at like 44 minutes and 48 seconds. I got very, very close. I had to move some songs around to make that happen, but it did. So very important to do that. So try your best when you're making these tapes to make sure that you have your timing down. So getting back to the mixtape itself, uh, we had mentioned earlier that only certain types of music are going to fit our tape here today. Now, there are some great love songs in the 80s that would be perfect for side B lyrically. Uh, Just Can't Get Enough by Depeche Mode. It's Only Love by Madness. I Will Follow by U2. Love Song by The Cure. And another one that would be kind of good is... Lost in Your Eyes by Debbie Gibson. The lyrics are good, the melody's good, but it's got her voice. And I can't put my name on a mixtape and have Debbie Gibson or Tiffany on it, just like I can't put Cher, Barbara Streisand, Barry Manilow, Air Supply. I, I just I just can't do it. And another song that would be really, really good too is All My Love by Led Zeppelin. Great song. Uh, It was a big hit in 1980, Led Zeppelin's last album, uh, before John Bonham had passed away. But it it just gets too rocky during part of it, so I just really can't include it. This next song, however, fits the bill perfectly. And it is a great song to keep 
the momentum of the tape going because it's a song if you're a fan of 80s music you all know this song and this band this band was formed in san francisco in 1975 neil sean was the guitar player for santana and decided to go out on his own and start his own band and called it journey i'm sure maybe a couple of you out there have heard of this band throughout the 1970s they were a harder rocking band and were selling out arenas around the world Uh, the albums were selling good the singles were selling okay and then in the late 70s uh, steve perry had joined the band and then they started getting some success on the singles chart and then in 1981 jonathan kane had joined the band and they became one of the largest selling bands in the entire world selling out arenas all over the place getting success on the singles charts and as well as the album charts in 1983 they released this song so something very odd happened this song only peaked at number 12 in 1983 so i decided to do a little homework and see what songs were above it in 1983 like what could there be 11 songs on this chart that were better than this song so i start looking and and these are some some songs we know um some some are good some i'm not a big fan of uh flash dance what a feeling by irene cara was number one number two was let's dance by david bowie number three time clock of the heart by culture club number four overkill by men at work that's an awesome song uh, number five is My Love by Lionel Richie. Number six is Beat It by Michael Jackson. Number seven, She Blinded Me with Science by Thomas Dolby. Number eight, Always Something There to Remind Me by Naked Eyes. Number nine, Don't Let It End by Styx. Number ten, Affair of the Heart by Rick Springfield. And number eleven, the week of June 5th, 1983 was Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant. The number 12 song, and certainly worthy of this mixtape today, and definitely worthy to be the first song on side two. Here is Journey with Faithfully. This next song may be considered the ultimate love song of the 1980s. It was released in 1981 by Climax Blues Band. It was actually written by bass player Derek Holt. This band was kind of like one of those mid-tier bands, not not really a lot going on. But their music itself was was real bluesy and harder rocking, and you know maybe uh, 
just a, a completely different sound than what you're about to hear. So it was written when he met uh, a girl that would become his wife. And when he, he says here, it was about meeting my wife, meeting the lady that's going to encourage me to do what I do best, become a musician. Back then, I was a hippie, uh, drinking a lot, really long hair. And those lyrics come out in the song, Growing My Hair. Didn't think that would fit in a love song, but daggone it, they made it work. Anyhow, he brings the song to the band who absolutely hated it. And now remember, they're a harder rock band, so they're just not into that whole love song ballad vibe. And a record producer was looking for one more song to put on the album, and uh, Derek Holt says, hey, I've got one. And the band just groaned like, no, we're not doing that song. So he pulls out a cassette player, plays him a rough demo. The producer says, that's a hit. So the band refused to play on the song except for Derek Holt and then the drummer. And then they had a session keyboard player come in and play on it. And that's how this love song was born. In 1981, it went all the way to number nine. Here is Climax Blues Band with I Love You. And speaking of bands that were hard-rocking and did a complete shift, the peak of their career, Foreigner. They are known for songs like Feels Like the First Time, Cold as Ice, Hot-Blooded, Double Vision, Blue Morning, Blue Day, Dirty White Boy. When Foreigner 4 came out in 1981, they went for more of a pop sound and they scored big. This song here is one of the classic 80s love songs, and I tell you what, put on some nice headphones, listen to this song, pretend you've never heard it before, and it sounds as fresh as it did over 40 years ago. So this song went all the way to number two in 1981. This is Foreigner. Waiting for a girl like you. This next band had a tremendous career in the UK. They were one of the biggest bands of the 80s and of the new romantic movement. In the US, it's a different story. They only had three songs that hit the top 40 and only one that was even in the top 20. So here's the story about this song. The lyrics for the song were inspired by a crush Spando Ballet's Gary Kemp had on Altered Images singer Claire Grogan. 
I was infatuated with her, he says. I met her on top of the pops and at one point traveled to Scotland to have tea with her and her mom and dad. Although my feelings were unrequited and their relationship was platonic, it was enough to trigger a song. So they became really good friends and throughout the song there are what seem like very odd lyrics, but they are quotes from books and conversations they had that kind of he crafted into a song it worked and it is the one song we remember uh, by spando ballet here in the united states it went all the way to number four in the fall of 1983 and played a very big part in the movie the wedding singer this is spando ballet with true so true Funny how it seems Always in time But never in line for dreams Head over heels Went toe-to-toe This is the sound of my soul This next song is part hidden gem and part guilty pleasure. I have always liked this song, and I don't know why. In the 1980s, DeBarge was a very successful group. El DeBarge sounded a lot like a young Michael Jackson, and this particular song, like I said, I'm not sure why I like it, but I do. It made its way on a few mixtapes back in the day. I remember borrowing the single from my friend Suzette, who had it, and even at the time, I did not know why I liked it, but I do. So it went to number 18 on the pop charts and went to number one on the R&B charts. I'm going to stop apologizing and just give you the song. This is DeBarge with Time Will Reveal. In 1984, Cindy Lauper burst on the scene and became one of the top female acts of the 1980s. In fact, her album, She's So Unusual, is the first album by a female to score four top five hits with Girls Just Want to Have Fun, She Bop, and All Through the Night. This next song that we're going to hear today was her second single released, and it went all the way to number one. This song is kind of memorable to me because when I graduated high school in 1984, this was the number one song in the U.S. So here is Cindy Lauper with Time After Time. Second hand unwind. If you're lost, you can look and you will find me. Time after time. If you fall, I will catch you. I'll be waiting. 
This next band released their first record in 1965 on the Motown label. They had numerous hits throughout the 1960s and 70s and had one more left when 1980 rolled around. This song uh, was on, again, several mixtapes that I made, and I just love the acoustic guitar in this song. When you think Motown R&B, you don't think acoustic guitar, but this has got a really cool guitar in it. So this is the Manhattans with their top five smash from the summer of 1980. Here is Shining Star. The career to me for this artist is sort of unusual. If you recall back to our Christmas music episode, Debbie introduced us to a song called Driving Home for Christmas. The artist's name is Chris Ray. Now that song alone has hit the charts in England 13 times, including 2019, 20, and 21, and in 1921, it went to number 10, and that's from a song that was made back in the 80s. Very, very odd that that song continues to um, to do so well there. So the, the really odd part about it is in the United States, he had a top 10 hit in 1978 with Fool If You Think It's Over. Outside of that, he has almost no chart action at all. In spite of having 40 charted songs in England, he's only had just the one here in the U.S. Unless you count this one. This song here today is going to be another hidden gem. It's got a great sound to it. It only peaked at number 88 in the U.S. in 1982, but I think you'll agree if you check the song out, it is, it's fantastic. So this is Chris Ray with Loving You. This next artist was all over the R&B charts in the 80s and 90s. He had 35 R&B hits, including 10 number ones. On the singles chart, on the pop singles chart, he never got a top 10 hit. But this song here, again, this is another one of his number one songs, holds up very well. So do yourself a favor. Go back and listen to some Freddie Jackson. No, he's not part of the Jackson 5. He's not Michael and Janet's long-lost brother. But what a great soulful voice. Kind of reminds me a little of Luther Vandross. So, yep, yeah, go check him out. This song is uh, 
one of my favorites that he has done. This is Freddie Jackson with Rock Me Tonight. Well, this is it. We are down to the final song of our 1980s Valentine's mixtape. Before we play our final song, I just wanted to remind you that we will be back again next week where Matt, Snowball, and Kevin and myself will be talking about iconic trends of the 80s. It promises to be a good time uh, we've been bouncing emails and texts back and forth of ideas for this podcast and i think it's going to be a lot of fun so you want to make sure that you check that out at the very beginning of the podcast we talked about how to make a mixtape do's and don'ts so on and so forth and honestly that's just me my own personal rules that run around in my head the way i have to do things do whatever makes you feel good if you have a song that's your song you want to put on there, do it. You want to go more up-tempo, do it. In fact, if I listen to this podcast back a month from now, I would probably cringe and go, ooh, I should have put this song on instead of that one. It all depends on what kind of mood you're in, um, who your boyfriend or girlfriend is, what they're into, things that they're going to like. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast and this little mixtape we put together. I am making it available on Apple Music and Spotify. So go look for my name, Rob Fott. It's F-A-U-G-H-T. Or you can find it on the Living in the 80s Facebook page where I will provide links so you can listen to it as you're out celebrating Valentine's Day this weekend. So for our last song here, unless you're living underneath a rock in 1986 and 1987, you know this album and this band. Of course, I'm talking about the Bon Jovi album, Slippery When Wet. It was all over the radio. It was all over MTV. They came live to your town. You couldn't escape the phenomenon that was Bon Jovi this song was the only ballad on the album, and it was not released as a single in the United States. But in spite of that, it was on Airplay. So Airplay was a separate Billboard chart that only monitored radio Airplay. So in spite of not being released as a single, it went to number 11 on the Main Street rock charts and number 28 on the airplay chart plus got a lot of airplay on mtv and it had that kind of popularity almost a year after the album was first released our final song is never say goodbye by bon jovi we'll see you next week take care and god bless
That's the great thing about love. Every time we argue, every time something goes wrong, and I know I'm not perfect either, things just work out better in the end. Because you're my baby. And I love you. Charlie, what am I going to do with you? Oh, boy. Just cherish me.